Hey boss babes, are you tired of getting ghosted, clients just not seeing your worth, and want to make a consistent income doing what you love? Well, I am here to help. I'm your host, Brianna Michelle, broke wedding pro turned six-figure earner in one year, and I'm here to help you transform your business also, turn your dreams into dollars, and live the life you always imagined. Hello, hello, boss babes, and welcome to another episode of the Brianna Michelle podcast. We have a special guest today. I'm so excited to have her. She is a bridal beauty business coach, and Suzanne, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome, Suzanne Minsky. You can find her on Instagram at the Beauty Biz Collective. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and talk about all things uh, weddings and beauty and business. Um, I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. So in the world of business coach, in the world of bridal business coaches on Instagram, there are very few of us. (laughs) So when we find each other, it's like, ah, it's like the aha moment. It's like, oh my gosh, another another amazing boss babe to like collab with, connect with, um, and really like grow this community. I know that you are just as passionate about helping other bridal beauty pros, you know, create successful businesses as much as I am. And I really wanted to have you on today to share your story, your journey, and to share some wonderful tips and advice to other, to other bridal beauty pros that are starting out in business, or maybe they've been in business for a while and they're just really struggling to book more brides. Um, But I'd love to first have you kind of introduce yourself and tell us, like, tell us, you know, how many years have you, you have a really unique journey. You started out as a, um, as a makeup artist and then kind of journeyed through all the different elements. So I want to hand over the mic to you and have you explain a little bit about how you got into this industry and how you kind of grew into becoming a bridal business coach? Yeah, well, I started out as a makeup artist about 14 years ago. Um, I was in the retail cosmetics industry and somebody said, hey, there's a really big market for doing makeup for weddings. You should try it out. And I completely fell in love with the wedding industry. Uh, Eventually, I started booking so many weddings, but I had all these people asking if I did hair as well. So I took on a business partner. We hired a team. Um, It grew really quickly, really, really successfully, very fast. Um, But I quickly became burnt out from that as well and knew that the right place for me was working as a solo artist. So I quit that took a year, went to cosmetology school to learn how to do hair so that I didn't have to have a business partner and I didn't have to um, refer out. And so I kind of restarted my business for a third time doing hair and makeup for weddings. Um, And then over the course of those different evolutions of my business and of my career, I started to realize that there were a lot of the same strategies that I was doing over and over again. And that um, understanding business and marketing 
was really what the key to my success had been over all these years. So when COVID hit, I realized that I wanted to jump into the education space and really help the bridal industry during such a difficult time because we all need a little bit of, you know, extra boost right now to keep our morale up, to um, really revive this industry after all of the challenges that we've faced. But I knew I didn't want to just be another makeup artist or hairstylist talking about how to make people look pretty. I wanted to teach other artists how to market um, and run their business so that when things open back up again, um, they could be successful and profitable and kind of really hit that ground running again. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, yeah, it's definitely COVID. I think COVID shifted a lot of people, a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And something that you said, though, that I really want to talk about that I see that I see a lot, a lot with my clients that I would love for you to explain more on is you decided to go back. You decided to go to cosmetology school to learn hair so that you can do both. How yeah. important is it as a, as a bridal business to be able to offer both services? Because I know there's a lot of people, a lot, lot of makeup artists that just offer makeup and kind of have trouble seeing that they might need to offer more in order to have a profitable business. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I knew I wanted to go to cosmetology school, not just to learn how to do hair, but also because when I moved from Florida to Virginia, I had an aesthetics license from Florida and it didn't transfer to Virginia. So I knew that if I wanted to offer additional services during the week um, in my home studio to brides, I wanted to offer, you know, tanning and lashes and facials and those kinds of things. Um, I needed to be licensed. And so I went to cosmetology school for that. However, I don't think it's um, a necessity for the full cosmetology school experience for makeup artists who want to also um, expand their income potential by offering hair for weddings. Now you'd have to look into what your state regulations are. Some you would have to have a cosmetology license to do that. Um, but there are so many opportunities to learn how to do hair. And basically you're just going to double your income. Even if you have half the number of services, if you're doing hair and makeup, you're doubling your income. And it's actually the perfect opportunity right now because of COVID. People are having much smaller gatherings and they're not doing these big five, 10, you know, bridal party member bridal parties, you know, so more people are having these little small intimate gatherings. So if you can offer both, you can now do the hair and the makeup for the bride, hair and makeup for the mom. That's only two people, but it's four services. Uh, so it's a really great way to meet your minimums with less work and less effort um, with having to book so many weddings to make your income goals. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really, really, really smart is, you know, to I know that's something that that I teach and you teach as well is like looking at, OK, where can where can we grow? Where can we grow here? Mm -hmm. And how can we literally make more money working smarter and not harder? And I think, you know, if you are a makeup artist and you don't offer 
you don't offer hair services, I think that's a really great way, like you said, in order to double your income. Yeah, there's so many different opportunities out there and different strategies to grow your income that aren't just booking more weddings. We don't always have to book more. You know, that's kind of like a vanity metric, like, oh, how many weddings a year do you do? It doesn't really matter. It matters how much profit you make from those weddings, because I can tell you what, I probably make as many in my fewer weddings as a bunch of other artists by booking two to three times as many weddings as I do. How many weddings it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I, I really focus on maximizing my potential for that, that wedding, each wedding, you know, it, it costs more to gain new clients than it does to build and grow with the clients you already have. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, I hear that a lot too. I will ask people, well, you know, what, what kind of income I think is so interesting. I ask, will ask my clients, well, what kind of income do you want to make? How much money do you want to make per month? And it's mm-hmm. the answer is always, I want to book so many weddings. And I'm always like, no, like I absolutely, that mentality drives me crazy. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's, it's not about the number of weddings in order to have a profitable business. You have to look at, you have to start setting monthly goals you know, mm-hmm. it's the monthly goals and how much money do I want to make and how can I work less and make more with mm-hmm. fewer services? It has nothing. You could have a hundred weddings and they could all be one bride only. And that's, you know, and that is not, may not be a profitable business model for you. So, exactly. Um, you gotta learn to focus on the right numbers. Right. You know. Exactly. So let me ask you this for since we're talking about, you know, price and kind of heading in that price direction. um, What? This is another thing I always get. What should I charge? What kind of advice would you give someone that is not sure what they would charge, what they would charge, you know, when maybe they're just starting out? Well, I think that the most important key factor in setting your pricing is understanding your target market, your your bride's demographic, because there are different tiers to brides out there. You know, you there's David. I always make this com- comparison. There's the David's bridal bride and there's the Kleinfeld bride. Totally. Yep. Both places sell wedding dresses. Okay. But the bride who shops at David's bridal is not the same as the one who shops at Kleinfeld and setting your prices for any part of the bridal industry really depends on understanding who you're trying to target. When people tell me all the time, they're like, oh, well, I get brides who are constantly telling me I'm too expensive. Then I tell them, well, your marketing is reaching the wrong brides. There are people out there willing to pay the prices that you're charging. You need to understand how your marketing is drawing the wrong people to your business. And you have a marketing problem, not a pricing problem. So they really need to understand who they're going to target before they can set their prices. That's like step one. It's it's really kind of business one-on-one is understanding target market and your demographics. Um, and then taking a look at their specific geographical demographic and saying, okay, if I'm targeting the luxury bride, 
in Northern Virginia, say where I am, what is the average price range in the luxury bride tier? And that's going to require a lot of market research of, you know, looking at all the companies in your area who are targeting the brides that you want to target and seeing what their pricing is and then setting yourself within that range. It's not just about saying, well, how much experience do I have? What are my kit items? All those kinds of things. That will kind of help you refine your prices, but you first need to figure out who you're trying to speak to so that you can set a price that she's like, that is what I'm willing to pay. And it's a no brainer for her to really book you at that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it's so funny because it's, I always say it's like, we're here to celebrate love. We sell love. Like that is what we sell. We ultimately sell the celebration of love. And I feel like most people would say, would say, oh, well, of course I want to be a Kleinfeld bride. I want to target a Kleinfeld bride because we, we all love like say yes to the dress. But then how does one go about feeling confident like in their pricing? Like how do we, how do we then begin to say, okay, I've recognized that I want to be a Kleinfeld bride or I want to sell to a Kleinfeld bride, but how do we, you know, let's say we do our market research and we realize, okay, it's 300 for hair and makeup. Let's just say 300 for hair and makeup. Where do Mm -hmm. we go from there? How do we book more of those brides? Well, it's really about finding where those type of brides are looking for their vendors And then positioning ourselves and our business in that place. So it's understanding where they're getting married, what venues build a relationship with that type of venue. What photographers are they booking for their weddings? Go ahead and build a relationship with those photographers. Who are they shopping for their dress at? Go to those dress shops, build a relationship with them. What blogs are they being featured on? Go ahead, do some styled shoots, get featured in that blog. So it's a lot of um, understanding where that bride is online, where she's shopping, where she's looking for her vendors, and then making sure that that's where you're showing up. So that where she's looking for vendors, she's seeing you. Okay, so that's step one. But also making sure that everything about your branding is in line with that pricing tier. So if you want to target the luxury bride, you darn well better make sure that your business represents, you know, you better have a professionally designed website. You better have professional um, photos, no dirty iPhone photos with bad lighting taken in a hotel room. No, not using a ring light. Like (laughs) exactly, you know, like investing in some education and learning how to brand your business for a luxury bride, you know, what kind of fonts and colors are attracted or do the, are those brides um, attracted by, you know, what type of branding elements, what type of brands do they expect to see in your kit? You can't charge a Kleinfeld price and show up with Hobby Lobby, you know, supplies, you know, they're not going to be like, uh, these are, this is cheap. You know, you can't, you can't cheap out. Yeah. All right. So um, all those elements have to speak to, a luxury bride yeah. for them to look at you and be like, 
yes, you're worth that price. It's not always just about the skill. Your skill has to be there, but you have to represent as someone worthy of those prices. Yeah. And create that experience, you know, create that luxury experience so that she understands what she's buying for the price, Mm -hmm. you know, too. Um, I love it. I love it. It's, it's really great. I, you know, one of the things I know when I first started out too was like pricing. It was like, you know, what do I charge? You know, I, I also came from a retail background as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really eye opening for me to work in cosmetics and retail and be able to, um, be able to have experience doing makeup on all skin tones, all ages, you know, working in retail, it was all about getting somebody in the chair, right? And it was just like getting someone in the chair so you could practice your makeup skill and all that stuff. What were some of the things you wished you had learned when you were first starting out in your bridal business? Um, I wish I had realized that you know, like we had already talked about, it's not how many weddings I book, it's understanding my numbers and how profitable I am and understanding what my operating costs are and how to charge based off of that. You know, understanding my marketing and who my marketing is attracting so that I'm not wasting time you know, talking to these brides who aren't the right brides for me. They don't want to pay my prices or, you know, they, they're looking for looks that I don't do. You know, like I am a very natural you, but slightly enhanced kind of makeup artist. And I can do, you know, a cut crease, glitter, big guy lash, bold lip kind of look. Yeah, as an artist, you have to be able to handle whatever they're looking for, but that's not my niche. And I wish I had understand understood sooner that it's okay to find a niche and be like, I'm going to be the best at natural makeup. And I'm going to be the best at soft boho looks and then just go all in on it rather than trying to meet the needs and the tastes of every bride out there and trying to market to every bride out there by saying, no, this is my bride. These are the looks that I want to create. I'm going to become known for that. Then, you know, that's what I would fill my, my portfolio with rather than worrying about, am I, you know, diverse enough in the style of looks that I have out there. I think that's really great advice because I know that's something that I struggled with too as a as a newer makeup artist in business is you know worrying I think as makeup artists too we're we're not only worrying about you know having a diverse portfolio and I think that somehow I don't know where we were taught that if that was in makeup school or I don't know where that came about where we had to have a diverse portfolio or if that just came from compare comparison, you know, like comparing ourselves to others, thinking that, you know, we're not good enough unless we can do the Instagram worthy makeup. You know, I know there's a lot of pressure out there, you know, for makeup artists that feel like 
they do have to be a certain aesthetic and do the cut crease glitter. And it, it's almost as if, you know, social media and society defines a great makeup artist is being able to do that like Instagram, like cut crease and, you know, super high glam. It's almost as that like social media has made that like, if like you're not a good enough makeup artist unless you can do this. So I, I think that is such wonderful and amazing advice. It's like, you don't have to be like everybody else. Find what you love and stick mm-hmm. with your niche. Yeah. And own yeah. it. It's really, own it. it's really about focusing on the looks that you love to do because then you never lose passion for it. Yeah. You never feel frustrated by it. You know, it, you're pouring yourself into your work and then you're in turn attracting people who are also in love with that style of look. And usually you'll get along with those people a lot better because you'll have subconscious similarities and your personality traits. And it just leads to a better experience for you as an artist and for your bride as a client because you're just going to mesh a lot better. I'm sure everybody's had a trial where they had a bride sit down and by the end of it, they're like, Oh my God, I do not want to deal with this person on the wedding day, you know? And so I feel like if you really focus in on who your niche is, you don't attract those type of people anymore. You really start to just attract like attracts like, you know, the kind of energy and the vibe that you put out there you know, marketing yourself and being like, this is what the experience of working with me is like. Yeah. You know, um, you attract the brides who want that type of experience that you provide. And then you just, everybody has a great time. There's no more stress. It's just doing what you love rather than trying to force yourself into creating something that somebody else thinks is beautiful. Yeah. No, I love it. Super, super amazing advice. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody right now that is maybe struggling with booking? Like what, if they're shut down, I know we have a lot of people that listen from Canada and Canada is just, they're still on lockdown and they are not opening anytime soon. Like, what would you give somebody advice as somebody that's, you know, maybe can't do brides right now? how, what would you suggest for them? Um, the first thing I would suggest is, you know, taking a look at your business practices and using this time and this opportunity to focus on any systems that could use a little refinement. You know, whether that is your workflows on how you handle inquiries and move them through the booking process, update your contract or your pricing, Take the opportunity to update your website, focus on your social media. There's still a lot of daily little baby steps that you can take to keep your business moving forward and to keep yourself from losing momentum while you can't physically be working on people. Because working on people um, is really only a fraction of what we do as business owners. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And now while we have that working on people being taken away from us, it only leaves us with the business side of things. And so now is the perfect time to focus on that. But also to kind of take a look at what other kind of opportunities are there to continue to produce income for your business. And that could be offering 
retail items and products to your brides, um, focusing on doing DIY lessons um, with brides because people are still going to get married, whether they just go to the courthouse or get married in their backyard. They, um, you know, weddings and physically getting married is not canceled. You know, people can still find a way to get married. They can just do the celebration part later. And so if we focus on ways that we can provide resources for our brides so that our brides don't feel like they can't, you know, if they still want to go ahead and get married, teach them how to do a simple updo, teach them how to make longer lasting curls, um, how to do their own makeup, um, whether that's through Zoom lessons, um, if you are allowed to do any type of one-on-one in person, or even just starting like a YouTube channel, there are still lots of ways that we can continue to educate our brides and offer resources. So that way, when they are able to have the big celebration, you've already established yourself as an expert and the person to turn to for solutions rather than just throwing up our hands and being like, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm at the mercy of what the government says I can or cannot do. You're looking at it negatively. If we look at it positively and saying, okay, what can I do? What solutions can I create for my brides? Then they'll be like, thank you. Thank you for creating this solution. Now, when it's time to have my big wedding, you're the person that I want to do my hair. You're the person that I want to do my makeup because you had this positive outlook rather than this negative outlook. I love it. Thank you so much. I absolutely love your perspective on all this. And I totally agree. I'm so excited to um, see you more on social, on social media. And you've got something coming up, right? That you want to share with your, with the audience. You have a course coming up. Yes. So I have my signature course, Next Level Bridal Business. Um, I just had an enrollment class open at the beginning of February. And I decided to do one more enrollment group before bridal season kind of gets going with the spring and the summer wedding so that people have this opportunity while they're slower or while they're closed to kind of really transform their business. Um, So enrollment's going to be opening up again. Uh, later on in March. But if people want to go to my Instagram, they can click the link in my bio and sign up for the wait list to get all the details about how they can join the program when it reopens in March. Awesome. And they can find you on Instagram at? Uh, It's Beauty Biz, B-I-Z, Collective. Collective. Thank you so much. I absolutely love this. I can't wait for um for more and thank you so much for listening um and there's always 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 goodness and more where that came from thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed listening please leave us some love and review us below we would be so grateful and if you're looking to boss up and grow your business head over to my website at www.briannamichellecoaching.com for more information on how you can work with me.